What's up, Insomniacs? It's Cameron here from Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. Gentle reminder, this show is available on the Bucket of Wind YouTube channel and Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. Subscribe and join the Insomniac Army. You can't unsubscribe unless you subscribe first. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Insomniacs, welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt, and we're back again. How are you doing, guys? As always, we like to start the show off with a segment we like to call Pleasure Watching. Where we talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Barely got that out yeah, there, Where Cam. we talk about what we've been viewing, playing, or reading. This is Pleasure Watching. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We'll fix that later. That's classic. Yeah, that's <laughs> the final cut. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a great that's a one. finished right product. Well. All right, so Matt, what have you been watching this week? I week? finished watching Mrs. The Fab, the Amazing Mrs. Maisel. It's an Amazon show. Uh, finished watching. Marvelous and Mrs. Maisel, but you marvelous. get points. It's amazing. It's marvelous. It's Mrs. Maisel. It was actually entertaining. I loved it. It's amazing, it's fabulous, it's marvelous, it's Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. That's the tagline for I the like show. It. Yeah. Well, at least I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really entertaining. Is it a one-shot? Is it a miniseries? We won't know that. Amazon has improved it for a repeat. Amazon is really <laughs> weird about that. Oh, Do really? you know they don't? Yeah. Like Netflix? Yeah, they've had no. No, but Netflix <laughs> will let you know when it's canceled. Amazon will just say it's either discontinued or it's delayed. I know. It's like Soviet Russia. They just disappear. Yeah. It's all blacklisted. Well, they just announced a whole bunch of shows that they can No, and they tease things. Yeah. Like they'll, they, they they'll won't even show a complete season. On no. That's, they'll you show guys, like five oh, episodes. Wait a minute, you guys aren't understanding this. They do it different than... They do it... Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. You don't understand. <laughs> explain right. it to me. I yeah. will explain it to you. What they do is they call, pull, they call it a pilot program. They'll post a pilot up. Mm-hmm. And depending on how many views and how many votes, they'll make a season on it. And then depending on how many views, then they'll make another season. But you'll see like shows like Alpha House that got great views. It didn't get great views. It got delayed. It didn't get great views. And then views. they just said it's delayed. Indefinitely delayed. No, is the it term actually they it, well, and then they actually dropped the hammer on it. Recently? Uh, yes. Can you, can you guys think of a Netflix show where they just stopped it? Oh, a ton. There was this big chain that we actually, it's up on our Instagram, where they listed these shows, shows and like, these everything. are hitting the axe. Yeah, they're getting the axe. Oh, shit. They oh, just yeah. didn't publicize it because they don't want to project. Yeah, it's like, a bad look for the company. It is. Yeah, because all, these shows. all these shows failed, basically. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's the reason Amazon does it a little bit different. They do it with the program, like I said. They post the pilots based on what people like. That's how then, Sneaky Pete got me. Exactly. Sneaky Pete. Uh, a whole bunch. All the shows basically get Fleabag. All the shows mm-hmm. get made that way, which is pretty cool. So what else have you been watching? Well, I'm watching a new Netflix show. Not new. It's in the second season called The Travelers. It's uh, a show based where there's a bunch of humans, of course, because we're humans, in the future. And what they do is the Earth sucks. We've crapped it up, and now they travel back in time, directed by an AI computer, uh, back into people who are just about to die. And you can actually see on the screen the countdown, five, four, three, and it's right before the time of death. The consciousness from the person in the future drops into the person from the past. They basically get a nosebleed, and they start screaming because their brain gets dropped. The whole person gets swapped out. And then they assume that person and carry on doing missions directed by the AI computer from the from the future. It's actually really hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it's starring the same guy from Will and Grace. Yeah, Eric McCormick. Uh, and you know what? It's really, really good. Uh, second season, did I butcher the name? 
Why are you looking at him? Did I no, no, you got no, it right. No. Oh, okay. I thought you were butchering your name. <laughs> I'm just looking around. Yeah. No, I, honestly, though, I actually started watching this with you when you put on oh, the second yeah, season. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Shockingly you get a chance good. to see it. I love time travel. I'll have to check that out. And I it like plays, the Terminator, so. And it, yeah, as many cliches as there are around time travel, it actually took some pretty interesting takes. It does. It does. Oh, really? So what have you been uh, doing this past week, Mason? I'm still chugging along with Gilmore Girls. You know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, my. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. Is it fabulous? How is Amazing? it going with Rory Gilmore? Uh, dude, I hate Rory. <laughs> I wish I wish someone else was watching Gilmore Girls so I could talk to them about it. because a Mason, lot of it, somebody is. Well, now, yeah. other than my girl. They're, <laughs> I was going to say, they're, they're in knitting circles all across the U.S. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I would love to debate Your grandmother that. loves that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Next there are 20, 23 episodes or something like that a season. So oh, you, yeah. You know what that means? 23 45-minute episodes. Uh, it's like a, There's like a six or seven episode lull every season. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Not six or seven. Four or five. <laughs> four or five. Hard four or five. Hard, hard four or five. Seven. And all, no, no, it's like all <laughs> not buying the, it. the narrative it. of the shows, like the conflicts, because what's a show without conflict? They're all created by the characters, and they're ba- they're just so basic. Uh, it's just like, oh, uh, my new fiance doesn't like my bedroom furniture. You know what I mean? That's that, the problem. Yeah, that's the major conflict in the episode I'm watching. Your new fiance. Yes. Which one's the new fiance? Is it a girl or a guy's uh, new? It's a well, they're not. They're they're old, like long-standing characters. It's kind of like a Ross. But and whose Rachel. bedroom is it? The girls or the guys? It's the girl's house. It's her bedroom, but he moved his grandmother's. Yeah, antique. I'm not buying that. She could convince him not to pay attention to that furniture in a minute. Well, <laughs> it's her bedroom, but he moved. Dear Lord. He moved his grandmother's <laughs> furniture in. Oh, so it's his. It's hers. It's his furniture in her bedroom. Still, okay. she could talk him out of that. I know, but. <laughs> Let's not get into. Oh well, come on! Yeah, I mean, let's be, if we're being season, realistic. Season six, episode five is oh, where he, I'm at. For season six, exactly episode six. There's seven seasons left. I'm almost done. Oh, I just started only, watching. only twenty. Season six, episode five. Yeah. So eighteen, twenty three, forty one episodes. It's a rough go of it. It's a rough <laughs> go. Of it. I thought I'd do the math for him just to see the wince. In the words of Al Pacino. <laughs> I just started Peaky Blinders though. Ooh, I, I tried that too. You don't like it? <sighs> My thing is like any it's a mafia, slow in the beginning, man. Slow. That was my one thing I was gonna say. Point of just, order. Oh my yeah, god! No, you go, you go. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, order. I'll talk. Fuck both of you. All right, a little slow. Okay, I thought this was your pleasure no. watching for a second. No, <laughs> not yet. I was gonna try and t- start diving into it because fourth season announced Tom Hardy. Oh well, maybe the show will be. Better. He played uh, the the head of the Jewish gang in earlier seasons. I didn't. Know but now that, he has a much so. bigger part. So yeah, my thing is it's dialogue in a bar, dialogue in an alley, and how many times is the lead character gonna walk down the same street back and forth? You guys have seen the show. No, no, I'm still on the first episode. There's a there's a hot furnace, and there are people like I guess they're blacksmiths, and he walks the same alley four or five times in slow motion. And literally, this is like the first episode. Really, over and over. Yeah, I mean the episode's good, but. It's it's slow. It's definitely you gotta slow. Give me but some action. Point of order. You know what else? You know what other show has some slow episodes, but also some He's of the most thrilling right episodes. Game of Thrones. I think Peaky Blinders slower. is Peaky Blinders is like every other mafia movie. It's slowly building tension, mm-hmm. and then there's usually like a cathartic violent scene in every. Season. Yeah, but is it only one? No, no. I'll, I'll tell you this though. There is a lot of violence in the show. All right, but I might still. It's be slower. Right. Like it was just let me harsh. think. There's a in the first episode. There's like a faked death. Um, this might be starting the second episode, but there's a gang battle. 
I'm in then. See, I want to see more gangs in New York kind of stuff. They fake a – the show has been out a while. So they like do this fake ritual in front of a bunch of people on a horse. Yes. They you were talking about that. I yeah. did see that episode. So like these the, – the peons of the neighborhood. They had some Asian lady who can predict the future to put a spell on the horse in front of everybody so everybody would, would bounce on, on – Say that horse's name's Bouncing Boy so he would win. Exactly. So, so that all happened in the first episode. So it's a lot but the way they go about it. They make it. They slow it down. Yeah. They slow it down. Like I, I, something happens. They slow it down. Something happens. They slow it down. Really. Yeah. Uh, and I like that guy. The guy who played Scarecrow. Yeah. He's, I, he's a great he was actor. In Dunkirk also. I he's a great know. actor. I'm just gonna. So that's my pleasure. I'll have to hang in there. Yeah. Now let me tell you guys what I've been doing this week. What do you watch? It's been pretty awesome. Actually, I've been gaming more than I've been watching this what week. Game? I got Call of Duty recently, and I've been wrecking these Christmas noobs. I'm winning the war for the Allies. So it's the new oh, one? What would you well, what online, call, of, call of Duty World War II. Oh, okay. No more fucking jetpacks. Now, oh, I'm, I'm don't telling even you. get me started. But I'm, I'm nading these kids. All these Christmas noobs don't know what hit them. You know, the KD's rising. Well, that's awesome. It's I was one of the biggest Call of Duty players ever. I know you guys. Both are. <laughs> that, like, way back when, I would play the game nonstop, hours every single day. I would enter in local tournaments. I, I got into the thing big time. And then uh, Advanced Warfare came out. And With the wall running, wall running jetpacks. They they basically took like Titanfall. They turned it. Yeah, I was going to say turned it into another game. And Halo. Halo. It, that's what I was thinking of. It it's, it's like Titanfall game. and Halo. You know what? Stay stay the course, man. Stay in your lane. Stay yeah. in your lane. Do what made you popular and do it better. Yeah, because and they returned to form with be. this they game. They returned to form because the backlash. I think the Advanced Warfare release trailer. It's like one of the most disliked videos on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Because so it's the hardcore fans raised the thing. I refuse to play the game, and like, um, they're not rewarding skill as much in the game anymore. Oh my god! And they're they're making everyone's KD get as close to one as possible, meaning uh, kill death every, ratio. Yeah, KD for every kill you get, you, you die. die once. Die once. So one kill, one death. One kill, one death. And the better players will get more kills for every death they have. They were trying to bring everyone closer to closer one. to one. Right. That way, it's easy to pick up the game and do fairly well right, right away. Right, right. And by doing this, they're adding in levels of uncertainty. So the maps have little structure. So the map design, they draw a bunch of squiggles, and then they're like, here's a map. Yeah. They it's add in the kill streaks are more random, so they're less skill based. Like I, I press a button and I unleash a helicopter or a plane. Yeah, with a bunch of drops. They that saw that tracks people. So it's not like there's a skill. no skill. <clears throat> so that's my thing. And then this game, drops. it's refreshing to see. They've referred to this a bunch of boots on the ground gameplay. Right. Yeah, you can see there's like a mashup meme clip of like all the Activision guys saying boots on the ground gameplay over and we're over again. We're getting back to boots on the ground gameplay. Boots it's on the, the ground gameplay. It's the buzzword they were using. But I will oh. say it's a great game. I've been really enjoying it. And then the other thing I've been doing, I've been rewatching all the Warner Brothers animation DC movies. Oh, great stuff. Flashpoint, Paradox, yep. Crisis on Two Worlds, Justice League Dark, like all the recent Batman projects the they Red put Hood. out. And Great. oh my god, it's just making more me more and more mad at the DCEU, which I've defended pretty heavily. Oh my god, but here we upon go. Upon watching the Warner Brothers animation movies, like you guys go watch them. You can get them on DVD for like 10 bucks. It's something yeah. ridiculous on the Warner Brothers website. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. You uh, it's great. They're way better. They're way better than I mean, the DCEU. If you watch the animated series movies that he just mentioned and then you watch the Justice League movie, you're going to hate it. You're really? gonna and yeah, yeah I was yeah. a guy who was like Justice League was a pretty good movie. It it was good. I'm telling you, man. And then I watched these movies, and then hindsight, I'm like, oh. I just rewatched Batman Under the Red Hood. If they had made that movie, shot for shot, a billion, a billion dollar make easily. 
That's what that's what Cameron was telling me earlier. He was dollars. like, if you would just f- take the movie, exactly don't even have how to. All is. you do is just translate it into live action or comic books. Literally take the comic dollars. books, pull the page off, yeah, put it directly into film. I agree with you. I mean, if they just did the three movies: Batman and the Red Hood, Crisis to Earth, and, and the Flashpoint Flash Paradox. The Flashpoint Paradox. It would probably cost four hundred million to make, but it would make two billion dollars. It is. It is like an amazing. It's but, an epic, epic saga. Seriously, World War. Wow. We'll have to check that out again. I, know I watched Batman on the Red Hood, and that shit was legit. It is just a it's great. Fun, yeah, I love that movie. It's just a great movie. And then you look back going, uh, maybe Justice League wasn't as great yeah. as I thought it was. Wait a second. Let me revisit Steppenwolf. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I should have been talking all that crap I was about. Yeah, Steppenwolf. I was going to say, kind of well, looks like a 2004 Doom character. Yeah, the critics agree with you, so. Yeah. I was Not to of, say that I hated it. It was just saying that it was hindsight, just okay. Maybe not all that glitters is gold. No. But the next thing we're going to get into is, are you buying in? This is a segment where we talk about reports and hype and debate whether or not we think it's legit or warranted. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's just get right into it. Well, the uh, the first thing, are you buying in? We're talking about are uh, the kinship between the Star Wars, The Last Jedi fans and the Batman versus Superman fans. Evidently, uh, the fans are hating the new movie so much they came out with a petition. And they're saying twenty five thousand worth that they wanted them both either taken off or removed from canon. And if everybody doesn't understand what that means, it means they want them taken out of the original storyline. Because Star Wars currently does a, a Rogue One, a Star Wars tale, which means they're trying to categorize that as an offshoot or a sidebar story off the main line. And they're hating the Last Jedi so much. So much they're saying that they want it taken out of canon, but unfortunately for those people, the movie's already made seven hundred ninety-one million dollars. So guess what, folks? Ain't happening. Yeah, no kidding. They, I can't believe they dislike it so much they just want it to be a one-off. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And they want to dump. They want to jump right back in and go right straight on with the original storyline, like this thing didn't even exist. Well, you know how it goes. If it makes money, it makes sense. they're not going to redo it they're not going to redo it they're not going to change it they're not going to go in a different direction these people basically wasted their time signing some petition that some guy behind a desk at Disney the suit with the tie going originally making all the shots I was right Uh, if you want to take one of your buddies and have them sign up to and here's the killer of the whole thing All right, get this they already paid to see the movie so you sign a petition or remove it from canon but they already have your money. They already have your money. Yeah. So it's like saying, uh, I want this removed, but I've seen it twice and I know why. I mean, that's you, the, that's well, they're not, not going to make it like removed from canon no. unless their analytics show that it needs exactly. to be removed and from canon. Yeah, if the movie is a huge flop, then maybe they would backpedal. But the, with 100%. the money it's making, it's just. It's projected to go $1.1 $1. 1, billion dollars well then it's not a smart business move to one off it you know They're and not. plus to make it an elseworld story or like a completely tangential story just wouldn't fit now like if you've seen the movie it, they go in so many new directions that yeah because they're expanding the universe any course correction would be like it's it not, would be a hack job it would look terrible it's not going to be nine movies everybody talked about you pay six billion dollars for something the guy behind the desk who signed the check is done it's Nine movies, that's not happening. There's going to be more than nine movies. Well, I mean, yeah. I know the movies are making so much money, but I'm st- I'm finding myself having a hard time getting excited about the movies. Why? I don't, 
I don't know what it is. It's just the see, you're the reason. See, that's what that's what Lucas said from the beginning. We're not making these special anymore. Exactly. We made three movies. We stirred an entire generation. We wait, we waited twenty years. Mm-hmm. We did another three movies. We started instilled this in another generation. And now, if you crank these out every year, it's not going to be special anymore. And you know who's talking about that now? Matthew Vaughn, the director and producer of the Kingsman movies. Yeah. He said, he, people are telling him, you need to license this. This should be like the next Bond. And he's like, I'm making three at most. Really? He was like, good, best things come in threes. It's going to be a trilogy. Well, he, he's only planning on making one more Kingsman. Well, he actually, I think he sold the rights to that. And it's, I'm pretty sure. He, I thought it was Millar. Um, I know that Millar. Well, you're talking about the director. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about the okay. director himself. Now, Millar the production actually. production company. Yeah, yeah. Millar actually is the guy who came up. And so he came up with his own comic book universe, Matt Millar. Yeah. Okay. He has since left that company and now works for, no, works for Netflix. He was just signed a contract for Netflix where he's coming up with this whole comic universe. Comic book universe. For them. And they're all going to be on Netflix. Oh, okay. So Whereas that's what it is. Vaughn it pretty much is like the director and creative director. Yeah, I've heard they're the, going to do one more and that's it. He said that's what his vision was and those movies are fun and I kind of agree with him. It makes them more special. I don't know. I really I really dug the Kingsman movies, especially like the cinematic sequences for oh, the yeah. action. The one-shot fight scenes. Yeah. Just incredible. Especially when they slow down real time for like the coolest moments of the fight scenes. It's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I like it. So I'm I'm not I'm not buying into this shade that you know they're lumping in with the Justice League that fans really yeah. want it to be pushed out of canon. I think you're getting a couple of the diehard neckbeards. Yes. And they're still mad about all those novels that were originally made being uh, cast out from the canon. Well, it, because remember, Star Wars had yeah. a twenty-year book series, series comics that was now cast out. Books, Everything's great. Comics and um, books, comics and cartoon features. Uh, I mean, that's where they were making all their money from. And now that's been scraped, so they're probably a little. Well, it's soft. not scraped because you know what? What will they have that show that's out on uh, Clone Wars? It's not going anywhere, man. Clone Wars is great. It's on a Cartoon great show. Network. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. Disney is now production. It's going to go into the Disney Network. It's not going to stop. It's never going to stop. Okay. So. so the next claim: movie studios are hurting. Are oh, you guys oh my god. No, I'm not no, buying it. No, I'm not in. buying it. No, right away. You didn't even... You're seeing how many commercial successes have happened this year alone. We're going to talk about the Kingsman movies that come out. All the superhero movies that came out and did really well. Even the Justice League, which everyone said was a massive failure. I think they netted, what, like $400 million plus? Okay, say it again. Just so everybody office. understands the movie made money. A net. Sorry, a net a net growth it did. of four hundred million dollars, capping out insane. at seven hundred million and it, worldwide. And it, but they call that a flop. And here's the thing: you're right. People are saying, and the theaters have been saying all along, this is the worst year in twenty years. It's steadily going down. It's shit. But you yeah, know, no. it's just not true. And it's then you not have, true. You have uh, Disney Studios. They pulled in six billion dollars, just over six billion dollars in 2017, making it their second best year ever. Ever. Which Ever. It's insane. Only topped by like 2016, right? 2016 made what? 2016 made $7.6 billion, which is the record for any it's studio. 5.8. It's a total of like $19 billion in, in three years. Yeah, they're yeah. not hurting. Come on. And that's Disney we're talking about. Let's talk about the other. Like Blumhouse Pictures has been doing great. Killing it. James Wan. And yeah, the whole Conjuring verse has been doing amazing with those horror movies. My rebuttal to this is... Those are big studios. Maybe maybe the smaller studios that are up and coming 
are having all of the money sucked out of them because Walt Disney is doing so well making films. Blumhouse is doing well making agree. films. You know what I mean? I would agree that there's so many big blockbusters now that some of the smaller movies are getting washed they out. They seem of the movie to be theaters. monopolized. So, so you really think the market. independent and the smaller ones are going to get killed? Not independent, smaller studio films. Smaller oh. studio films. The money's getting sucked. But toward even these large then, I still think I still think they're doing fine. Like that, no one's I gone just can't under. See and meet people not making money. I just can't see it. Yeah, and I, we haven't seen any statistics that are saying that any medium-sized studios are. Like doing colossal negatives, they're going into the red. We've only been seeing, you know, oh, it didn't do as well as planned. Well, and you got to remember one thing that I can't remember what theater it was. I think it was MGM. The reason we haven't heard from MGM in a while is it actually went bankrupt. Uh, I think really? I think ten years ago, hmm. uh, it stopped making movies. But guess what, folks? Guess what? I just read on the internet. Oh, I love the internet. Thank you, social media. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're starting to make movies again. Yeah, the company that went bankrupt and, the, and everything's going so poorly, they decided to slap another CEO in place and throw a few hundred million dollars behind it and start cranking out films again. So please. When you, when you have that much IP, you'd be silly not to. Well, that's the whole point. These pe- They have IP, and, and if it's decent, they're going to find somebody, they're going to crank it out and keep it moving. And that's the biggest thing. It's just I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. They're making money. And, and and that's just the way it is. They're making money and they're making it happen. Uh, well, next on our list is Quentin Tarantino's proposed Star Trek movie is taking another unlikely step towards reality. The film has now enlisted Revenant screenwriter Mark L. Smith to write the script. I, all I have to say about this is... I'm buying into the hype. Are I you want buying? Tarantino Star Trek. I want it. I well, I mean, it. I'd want it, obviously, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Thank you. Because who's the biggest Star Trek fanboy at the table? Me. Well, yeah. well that's the problem is, is because... They've promised us so many times we were going to get a new take and a new look on something. And to be honest with you, Star Trek Discovery, the show on CBS, they actually curse. I mean, a Star Trek actually curses. Um, maybe they will, but nothing's signed. Nothing's in writing. Nothing's definite. Uh, no production date. Nothing. You know, Quentin Tarantino's busy making his 1960s Helter Skelter take right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, give us something in writing. I mean, I I don't mean to be a disbeliever, but I want to see something in writing before I'm I'm totally buying it. Well, in. you have to see some actionable steps before you even start yeah. to believe that I mean, a movie's going to be made. It's so hard to get a movie made. Would I love to see a Tarantino Star Trek film? Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Because the fans who are really really into it know uh, he's the next generation guy. Okay, a lot of people don't know that. There's two episodes he likes. He likes the old Trouble with Tribbles, and he likes a, a, a new, the newer Next Generation episode. Now, the episode that is his favorite, and I've read this article three times. Okay, I'm a fanboy. Is the episode where it's a time jump between three, like five or six different universes, and they all come back, and uh, everybody meets at this one location. And when I mean everybody, it's like 52 different types of Star Trek. Uh, with different people on the bridge. Same people, different personalities, different takes, different futures, different timelines. Mm-hmm. And what happens is to get the timeline to go back into effect, one Star Trek, uh, older older Star Trek ship and a newer one, a bunch of newer ones have to sacrifice their lives to get this one Star Trek back into its timeline, this ship. And the problem is a lot of the other ones, their timelines suck. So what they want to do is they're trying to actually blow these guys out of the out of the sky before they get this one Star Trek timeline back in place. So and that's his favorite. That's his favorite episode. Well, see, I, I just hope that that's easy and relatable for like 
the majority of the American people. Yeah, I saw you guys glazing over. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'm, just, I, I'm not the biggest Shrekie. I'm not I the biggest Shrekie either. I, I, I kind of love that. Shit. I hope people watch that film. What's that race from the the uh, the giant ears? The Ferengi. Ferengi. Yeah. Everything's about money. <laughs> I love the Ferengi. That's like my favorite part. Sorry of if I took everybody down a rabbit hole. They didn't want to go. No, no, I was no, on a journey. I, just, I was on a journey. I, yeah. I, Before that, I was a little sleepy. Now I'm all rested. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's good. But I got uh, energy. G- now. Give me something in writing. That's of all course, I'm saying. Of course, you guys got to be buying enough for Tarantino Star Trek. I'm in. I just want to see your bets on it happening. I'm. I'm. I'm skeptic. I mean, if you can get JJ Abrams is at the table he helping wants to produce, he wants to produce because you know why he took so much crap over his last two movies. Uh, you know, from the fans, fans give the guy a break. He made two great movies. Beyond, if you'd shut up, it would have been his movie too. Well, you got to keep in mind, Tarantino <coughs> loves to like film with a. He hates digital filming. Yeah, he likes old. So film. imagine Real it's going to take millimeter. him forever to film that movie. If two years, cho- if he chooses. Two to do years it. or longer. His films traditionally take between two and three years to put out. Yeah. He's not like everybody else. That's why they're already studying his works. You can take a class on him at UCLA Film. I mean, that's why people are already amazed by his work. So, offshoot, I'm pretty sure James Franco is a professor there. Yes, he is. He is a film. You know, I mean, like him, hate him, think he's funny, he's he's ridiculous, uninventive. The guy has an original take on everything he does. And if you listen to Joe, uh, Seth Rogen talk about him, I mean, he's a pretty inspiring guy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the part that's scary. Okay, to keep things moving, Jodie Whittaker is going to star as the first female Doctor Who. Yep. Are you guys buying in on this? Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. I don't watch it. I think, yeah. No, no, no. Honestly. <laughs> Mason's take on this. All right. I don't watch it, so I don't really care. As one of the guys who's seen a lot of Doctor Who episodes, I can kind of, I've seen all the Dave Tennant sh- uh, episodes because mm-hmm. I'm okay. a big Dave Tennant fan. I loved him as Kilgrave and Jessica yes. Jones. Yes. The best villain ever. Okay, so they've been they've been having these the great male actors. He, he, have you seen it? The best. Have wait a minute. Wait, wait, before we have this talk, have Mason, have it? you watched Jessica Jones? I've, I've seen like four or five episodes. The show is painful, but oh, oh, really? Well, let's wow. not get into this now. It's or, so bad. Okay, Jessica Jones. Okay. Let's Luke not get into Cage. this now. <laughs> Gilmore, Iron Fist, Girl. better show. Gilmore Iron Girls. Fist is better. Gilmore than Girls. Je- Jessica Jones. No. Oh, Just, Gilmore Girls is better okay. than all three of those. Okay, shows. it is better than Luke Cage. Let's leave and you Iron on Fist Gil. Combined. Let's leave you on Gilmore Girls Island, and let's yeah. talk about this female Doctor Who because Back on task. because I like it. I like I seeing this. I usually, you know, I've been. <laughs> oh my this. lord! I am the immortal Iron Fist, the protector of Kung Lung. I right, don't so, deny that one. I, I'd rather watch Gilmore Girls than him too. Yeah. Okay. okay, we're not but, fighting over him. But back on the female Doctor Who. Bitch. Back on Doctor Who. Female Doctor Who. Oh, right. Yes. I've seen many great male actors take on the role. And usually I'm kind of indifferent on the female reboots. I'm not. I think it's... But I think this is a great choice. Jodie Whittaker, I loved watching her trailer for Doctor yep. Who. She looks like she's going to bring a whole different perspective on the role. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about a magical reincarnating time traveler... shifting time traveler. Say, sw- they switch actors all the time, so it was only a matter of time. time exactly. The- I and love Why it. haven't we sooner? Yeah. In my attitude. Let's go. All right. Next on the list, Alien and Predator are now Disney franchises due to the Ta-da. Fox buyout. Are we going to see Alien and Predator films come out in the future? Well, I, I don't want to stop him from bleeding. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. I, I hope that uh, Disney puts them out through one of their uh, like 
subsidiary companies, Absolutely. one of their like they're a parent to many companies. Yes. I hope they just shoot it out of one and of those. And just say, you know what, Disney has nothing to do with this. It's an art through their production company. Yeah, it's this little art <laughs> studio, but and really I'm okay Disney owns them. I hope they do that because please, Predator uh, and what is it, Aliens, right? Yeah, those are those are amazing franchises on their own. And you look at AVP, AVP Requiem, the new Predator with Adrian Brody. I'm still, Fantastic. still waiting on a yeah. sequel, sequel for uh, that. That was one of the best, most so underrated good. pictures so out good. right now. And I'm telling you, I loved all three of those movies. And actually... The guy is actually writing another Predators movie. Supposed to be out sometime this year, but I don't know. If it's it, yeah, they said 2018. 2018. Uh, his last name's Black. Uh, is it Mark Black? I can't remember his name. But he's actually the owner, writer, uh, producer, and he's writing a script currently. And well, great because Predator. Loved it. I don't know if you guys know this. There's some amazing year. Dark Horse comics out. Like we we have a couple of issues of them. They're really interesting story yeah. arcs. I would definitely suggest someone check that out. So I'm happy this guy is back at the reins with his baby. And he better make it happen. I don't know. I love Predators. It was yeah, kill me. Predator Boy. was great. Predator 2, not so much. Predators was in Predator 2 was good. Predator 2 was not that good. All, all I know is the last movie, like you said, Adrian Predators cost $40 million. It made over almost 130. They make money. Three times its production cost. So it definitely makes money. Especially when, you know, you know Disney's definitely going to revive these properties. They just shelled out over $50 billion. They need, they need series that are going to make cash. money. That's right. Some guy behind a desk is going, yes, make the picture. Yes, make the picture. Why not? All right, now, are you buying in on these rumors about Star Wars, a sol a Solo, a Star Wars story? There are rumors from within the company at of Disney, Disney yep. that it's going to bomb. Due to all these producer <sighs> switches, there was a director swap. And it's kind of troubling. There have been recasts. People are not sure how it's going to go. Are you buying in that it's going to suck? No. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, here's why. I'm just not. Dude, you tell me that they're going to make a, a Star Wars Han Solo movie. You know how excited I get? You know how excited I get? Yeah. Not even a little. Really? You're not a Star Wars guy, though. So let me see you back and tell you why this does not mean that the movie's going to be bad. Why? In Come fact, on. I think it's going to be that the movie's going to be good. And let me tell you why. I think it's going to be good. Now we live in a hyper-publicized film industry right but back in the 60s and 70s and 80s when all these great movies were coming out people didn't know behind the scenes that so many producers would get fired no, yeah. if they didn't bring good ideas it was to the a table common thing. you were out of there and if the director didn't line up with the studio's vision they booted him sometimes That's scripts true. went around to three or four directors before the picture was made yeah or they so, or it sat around for 10 years yes yeah, so i'm That's not mad at this true. at all if we see a couple of producer changes and then we see that ryan howard i believe is ron howard ron howard sorry ronnie howard sorry ron howard I almost got his name right. Ron Howard is at the helm for this one. Billion dollar. I, I see Donard Glover cast as Lando. I like that Liked casting. It. I like the Han Solo casting. I'm, I'm blanking on the dude's name. Um, me too. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm blanking on the dude's name. Oh, let me tell you who it is. I don't know. But it looks great. Like, And here's my thing. I think we haven't even seen a trailer yet, guys. No. Don't shoot the baby while it's still in the cradle. Let it grow. Let it develop. And, once and we then see if you want to put a ball in its head. Yeah. <laughs> then you take it out onto the ridge and you let it look at the sunset. Yeah. Let it enjoy a few days of life. Let and then see, put it down. Yeah. I, I would tell the critics, <laughs> let's see a fucking trailer before we yeah, try to really. kill this thing in its tracks. And it just, it's like, we don't have anything else to write. Yeah, let's shit on it. We'll shit on it. Yeah, that sounds like good. It's our fallback. That's what the uh, internet does, though. I think it's the setting. I think the setting is what kills me with Star Wars. I, that's what, that's what, 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 what do you mean a setting? 
Space. Space! This guy, this guy All hates... All of space. This guy hates the Netflix Defenders universe. All of space. He doesn't like Star Wars. You were indifferent about Star Trek. I like Star Trek. Star Trek, I'm indifferent to the story. Okay. But I like Star Trek. <laughs> and I'm not that indifferent to the Star Trek story. I hope Tarantino makes the film. Tarantino's one of the best directors in modern film history. If, and if he makes, it, he makes he'll, it, he'll get a big cross. There'll be a gritty edge to it, and yeah. that'll bring in other other it people. Will. It'll it expose will. Star Trek to, to many, I'm just many more fans. That yeah, Star Wars shape gives you strike two in my book. I'm watching you. Well, I think many, many people are on board with this Star Wars shade. Many people. <laughs> I, think I, think, so. I think it's, it's not even shade, as it's just like I don't care about it. It's apathy. Well, you can't say you don't care if it's making. It's gonna break a billion bucks, man. Yeah, but it's not getting my eighteen dollars or okay. however fucking expensive a movie ticket. Well, is now. you never know. Well, you moving say on. That. Now we're gonna talk about Ridley Scott, the famed director, is now the making, great. He's making some comments about Netflix. We're gonna ask you guys: Are you buying in? He's saying that you know he loves Netflix. He watches about one movie a night, but sometimes he's actually worried. That we're suffering in the quality department to put out more quantity of movies, and do well, you think are you buying? Is this warranted? Well, it's and hard. does he have the clout to say these? It's things? hard to argue that when you're scrolling through and you look to new releases, and it's oh uh, Nicholas Cage, oh Nicholas Cage, oh Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, <laughs> oh the fat, bees, not the bees, the, f- <laughs> the fat Steven Seagal, oh Nicholas Cage. How dare you? And I'm he fat. is an Aikido black belt How master. Really? Why, is, <laughs> why does he look like some dark, evil villain from a 1960s Bond feature? Because he sprays his hair on. Spray on. Spray he, on hair. Pray, he, with dark glasses. He paints his head. And he visits the Russians. His face is all puffy. <laughs> well, all I know is... I think Ridley Scott is well within his right, though. You want to talk about a big swinging dick in Hollywood right hell now? Hell yeah, Predator. I'm not Predator. I'm sorry, Predator. I guess I, I shouldn't say... I guess I shouldn't say big swing dick in Hollywood in the same sentence. I'm sorry, no, guys. No, not, not today. Not in this climate. <laughs> no, me. but you're Whoops. talking about the guy. I mean, come on. He made The uh, the Martian. I mean, he deserves to criticize Prometheus. whatever he wants. Prometheus. He has, he has the, the past and he has the resume to critique whatever he wants. And, and I'm kind of on board with him. I think Netflix is churning out amazing original content. But as far as the other stuff they're picking up on their streaming service, if you look at the new releases, the, some of it's crap. The only things that they really pick up like uh, new people with are the comedic specials, the things that they pay. And you know what? I'm kind of over for. that. You don't list that. See, no, no, no. Not that I hate. Uh, I explain, sorry, sorry. Explain. It. Let me let me say this. Not that I don't want a lot of stand-up comedians on it, but don't mix it in with the comedy section. Why it is comedy? Yeah, it, it, but it's not com- comedic. You're Sitcoms, movies. You need to have two. You need a, a stand up, a sub you, you need stand up. I agree with him because they have yeah. so many stand up specials now. You go to the comedy tab; it's literally fifty all. specials, two Adam Sandler movies that are Netflix originals, yeah. and then you have to go through all that to get to the actual comedies. And here's the scary I agree. part. I agree. Here's the scary part. Adam Sandler got another contract. <laughs> Yeah, he's making more. More money. He's killing my childhood. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh. The do-over was great. Do-over was good. Do-over was good. I did not care for the Western one. Jack and Jill. uh, Jack and Jill was a Netflix movie? That was on his contract? That was was a piece of shit. That was not a What was it? The the Sinister Six or whatever? Sinister Six was not good. That That was not good. And the Western... That uh, is the Sinister it, Six. Is it, it the Sandy Wexler story uh, was Oh, not Sandy good. Wexler was just got off. I tried Wexler. watching that. I got through 20 yeah, minutes. See, don't even like, bother. Don't even bother. Sorry, Sandman. I can't do it. Do-Over was good. A Do-Over was very good. I like that movie. It was fun. But, but, I mean, the guy who makes Gladiator has the right to tell their movies they're shit and they need to step up their game. 
I, I do agree with this whole subgenre thing because if you click on the comedy tab, it, it is all stand up specials. And that's not to say I don't want to see more stand up. I want to see stand up. I do. I Burr, put it v- out there. Very Everybody interesting else. to see what you guys are buying in on. But we're going to have to move on to the next segment. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> next on the show, we talk about controversial and cool posts that caught our fancy. This is Social Media Moments. Social Media. There oh, we go. Yeah. Now, first on the list is a is a picture coming from the Thor Ragnarok set. Director Taka Watiti. <laughs> he fucking killed that. I think that's right. Right? He was surrounded. It's kind of a cheeky photo with him and the cast of Thor. We have it pulled up, right? It's coming up. Oh, yeah. yes, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It, it really br- like speaks to the personality of the film yeah. and what they were going for. It's fun. It's playful. And I it think c- it's pretty cool. I mean, how many times? She, speaking of Ridley Scott, do you think you'd ever get the cast standing around him, giving him the finger while he's in his director's chair, and him just blowing bubbles at it? Well, apparently, yeah. what he's based on what he said about Netflix, his ego is probably a little too big for that. It's just uh, you know what it is. It's called a new generation. Yeah. So, so for the audio only listeners, uh, let's get a description of what's going on in this picture right here. He's what? pretty much sitting in a chair, yeah. and behind him is the entire cast of Thor Ragnarok. Literally, much. and and also some of the uh, some of the stunt guys are all standing in circle around behind him. All the major stars, like Cameron said, flipping the bird hard. It's great, and he's giving his f- deal with it face. He doesn't give two shits. Yep. And I like it. This is this. He is such a personality, and you can see he oozed it in his film. This is the first time when. I've watched a movie and I'm like, wow, the guy directing this is whimsical. It's fun. He did one of the voices too, right? Yeah, he was uh, Krug. Krug? Krug? Yeah. I'm Krug. What uh, movie? Know. What movie is Thor this? Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's, okay. It's very important that I am on this show to represent those yeah. who do not always go see the movies. You're right. Do not always? Do not always. I do sometimes. And you can support our fan base who have seen Gilmore Girls. I like There this. you go. It's not a bad show. <laughs> Put out the word. Our next one is IndieWire asks critics if they get one wish. And this is a series they do once a week, every Tuesday. And they ask critics if there's something that they could do and change in social media or in film today, what would they do? And, of course, it is the fact that I hate social media as far as the critics, and they always are casting shade, and I would hope for one time they would stop. Yeah, what we're trying to do with the show is we're trying to create a platform for more wholesome reviewing, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater like so many reviewers do, because I feel like reviewers pretty much, they, they know that negative critic criticism will get so many more clicks or initially. Than a positive puff piece. Then, no, yeah, not saying a positive, positive puff piece, I'm saying an honest review. You know what I mean? So many reviewers are like, I'm going to tear this movie a new one. Even before it's out. Yeah. To stick with the zeitgeist of like, oh, I don't like these corporate produced movies like Marvel. I uh, think even if they try to give a positive review, they place more emphasis on the parts that they did not like. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the internet in general tends to gravitate toward negative reviews, negative content, negative material. Because can, you can build more hysteria and hype. Can I put it this it. way? I think they have an agenda. You think the internet has... No, 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 like no, 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 no. Look into it. I didn't get crazy. <laughs> Look into I, it. I'm not crazy. The earth is not flat. CG, CGI composites. Here we go. I can't even finish I'm the sentence. I'm just having fun with this. <laughs> okay. All right. All, what I mean by an agenda, I think that some of these critics have an agenda. If it's something that they're a personal fanboy Interdimensional of, space pedophiles. <laughs> here we go. It's I'm making just, the freaking I frogs game. It's making the frogs game. 
I just think that it's a gay if bomb, they baby. have the ability, if they like something, there's somebody in that film that they know, they seem to be favorable, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And if it's something that they had a little beef with somebody, somebody scratched their car, or they have no, no juice in the game, not that I'm saying Can I keep corrupt, this tangent rolling for a bit? And they just go on and just shade it. All right. I'm not going to run over a mini so we have coming up, but one one company. Oh, now stop. One, I'm not, I'm not. But one company that definitely tries to push an agenda, YouTube. <laughs> yes. Dude. YouTube. We can talk we're for okay. ages. We're okay on. with that, all right, guys? Yeah, we're okay, YouTube, please. No, no demonetization. Don't, don't. We right. love you boys. We love you guys. It doesn't matter. We're brand new to this. This is our second episode on video. But listen. Are you mad, man? Seriously, though. They, these old Vine stars, they try to push yes. them so hard because they're involved in their YouTube Red content. Yeah, their yeah. own conflict content that they're yeah. making. And they're, so they're, very, push- they're very friendly to the younger the younger demographics. And they the younger demographic sure. makes up a huge viewer base for YouTube. Yeah. So these people can do crazy, stupid things like you see with Logan Paul. We'll get into that later. But they can do things like that, and YouTube will still push their shit on trending on tr- immediately. You go to YouTube's trending, it's movie trailers, songs, and viners and vloggers that they're pushing to the forefront. They're, I, well, my thing And they is blame just, it on the algorithm. They say it's an AI, but they are selecting people that they are going to put in YouTube movies. Well, you know what I have to say about that? God dang it. How can I become one of them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when Vine comes back, make shit. You think you think Vine's coming back? Oh, it'll come back. It's when, just hacky, hacky Vine. When like, Vine comes back, make hacky ass jokes for seven seconds. Go ha and fart. All right, and then make put a bunch of hashtags that'll attract seven year olds. That shit'll get retweeted. All right, then you make vlogs. All right, not to say that there weren't some original funny vines. We found there. we found, like uh, what's his name, King Bash. He's funny. He's you, a funny. You guy. find funny people doing this. Okay, King but, Bash is a hustler. He's a hustler. He's a really funny guy. I like his comedy a lot. I well, like his comedy too. There's a one he's guy. He's talented, <coughs> but you see people who are not. They use these hypersexualized vines where it's like yeah. a girl's cleavage is the thumbnail. Oh, so of course, and they push this content to the yeah. front. I'm but. If we could use, if we had one wish granted, uh, we would try to lessen the media shade surrounding projects yes. that haven't even gotten out yet. It's amazing that critics Let now them breathe for a it second. It almost feels like they have it reviewed before it's released. Yes, and that's the problem I do have. With and it. that's the problem we have. Don't comment We're on it. We're fine with negative it. reviews once yes. you've seen it, and and you've given the audience a chance to actually participate and, and then form their, form own, their opinion. own opinion. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole problem. You'll hear me say this a million times. See it. Form your own opinion. And and if you don't do that, shit's not going to get made. It will not get made. Your favorite stuff will drop off the face of the earth. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about in social media moments. This was a really cool, <laughs> funny, cheeky thing yeah. that the people at Mindhunter did, the Netflix show Mindhunter. They released this Christmas Eve with Ed Kemper video where it's literally just Ed Kemper, uh, the actor who played him on the show, eating an egg salad sandwich. The entire time. Staring directly into the camera. It's bone chilling. It's creepy. Just like everything in Mindhunter. <laughs> Will you throw that up for us, Cam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll throw you it guys up. We're going to throw it up. You'll be able to see it in just a moment. It's just absolutely creepy. This it guy is. In, All he does is just staring. I, I just can't help but be unsettled by this man. Very unsettled. It's cartilaginous. Uh, yeah. Come here. I'm literally, I'm going to have to, we'll, we'll probably tell you guys, we'll edit something in about the, it's cartilaginous. When he's talking about throats. It's disturbing. Oh, my God. It's very disturbing. But it's perfectly in keeping with the show's personality. We thought it was cheeky. We thought it was fun. (laughs) 
Um, now the last thing. This Black has been Black Panther Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> This has been blowing around. Like I saw it on Twitter, Instagram, different publications have picked this up. People are saying the Black Panther will most probably beat the Justice League at the box office. It will. And embarrass it. Will. it. I'll and be the first the one to say it. I, I don't think it'll embarrass it, but I think it'll definitely beat it. Yes. Because. But, but can, can, we, can we give it, you know, they don't have the bad press coming out of the gate. Exactly. They don't have the media shade and they don't have the fans going. You know, if they're if they go one step to the right too far, I'm out. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, Marvel has a has a much greater backlog of successful movies. You That's what, what I'm mean? saying. Mm. DC is just getting. They on. haven't had as many hits. Are you kidding? It's true. DC is just getting on its feet. And we're already holding them to the same standard as Marvel, and I just think that's unfair. He, he, I do, that's not do better entirely writing. unfair it's, it's, it's because everything in the DCEU has their shit laid out for them already, and it is good. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about it. But, yeah, I think that Black Panther will probably beat it. That's one thing that, you know, I got Even if it is biased by the media a little bit with the shade that they threw at Justice League. A little bit? A little, a little, a little bit. bit. Just a little bit. I will bit. say... Black Panther looks like an incredible movie, and I it definitely does. think it'll outpace Justice League. It's got my 20 bucks. I'm in. Chadwick so. Boseman. But Chadwick Boseman. Always had my money. It's always <laughs> had your money? It's always had my money. All right, next we're going to get into This Week in Film. This Week in Film. In this film. part of the show, we like to look back on prominent moments in film that happened during this week. This is This Week in Film. You're going to need a bigger boat. Say hello to my little friend! Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. He's looking at you, kid. We'll always have Paris. I freaking love that. Okay, <laughs> this week in film, 16 years ago in 1991, Father of the Bride. It was a really great movie about a dad trying to cope with the preparations for his daughters having her upcoming wedding. Uh, Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, and Martin Short. Great movie, guys. This great movie, movie, I remember watching this as a kid, seeing the wedding planner. <sighs> Uh, Frank Bonks. Yes. Frank Bonks. <laughs> it was Franz, dude. Oh my god! Unbelievable movie. So good. F- Fifteen, twenty times. It shows good. like kind of what goes through those father-in-laws' heads. Well, it's just Steve Martin is masterful, man. He He's did so great. good. God, great. 20- it was sad when he left film to go play his banjo full time. <laughs> what are you gonna do, dude? If you have fifty million dollars, forty-five million dollars, whatever he has, you do what you want. Yeah. Well, a movie cost twenty million. Aid. $89 million. Very successful Ooh, film. In 1991? Big money. Big We're going money. to Sizzler. All right. Ten years ago, teen pregnancy was thrust to the forefront of Hollywood with Juno. Ellen Page stars as Juno, a teenager confronted with an unplanned pregnancy and the pressure that comes along with it. So. I, I'm just going to say I saw this movie when I was like 13 or 14. And I was like, oh, never touching a woman. Yeah, I was it's fucking terrified. Great. It's it a very great. honest portrayal of what a lot of young girls go through. Killer propaganda piece. I, I don't even think it's propaganda. It was honest and it was fair. It was honest and fair. I'm just kidding around. Birth but. control on film? Seriously. It was, so, it was, <laughs> but it was really good though. I, I am curious who funded it now. I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked if there was some no, advocacy I, I didn't look groups. that up. That's pretty funny. But it was though. a really honest and heartfelt movie. I won for a uh, screenplay. Probably my award. I don't. I think it's Great my movie. second favorite Michael Cera film behind Superbad. It's up there, dude. It's up there. My, he's really good in this. Ellen Page is really good in this. Jennifer Gardner's really good in this. Of course, the great and one and only Jason Bateman. He plays a creepy fuck in this and, movie. And, though, and yeah. isn't T.K. Uh, T.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Sorry, yeah. T.K. I have T.K. Tiki Barber. <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to say. Famed NFL running back. But yeah. it, it's a great movie. Uh, and here's the killer. 7.5 
made $231 million. That's ridiculous. That shows the impact the movie had. It was absolutely Everybody crazy. saw this movie back then. So it's just unbelievable. Our next film we're going to look at, 16 years ago. Also, JFK arrives in theaters. Oliver Stone's masterpiece reconstruction of the assassination of JFK. Back and to the left. Back into the left. <laughs> it's just a great movie. JFK covers Back all the events the of the assassination of John There had to be another Kennedy. shooter. It's a CIA cover-up. <laughs> and it's through the CGI eyes. Composites. <laughs> through the eyes of a district attorney in New Orleans. Uh, Kevin Costner, Kevin Bacon, Tommy Lee Jones, Laurie Metcalf, and Gary Oldman. This movie was really great because it captured the hysteria that happened after Uh-oh. JFK's assassination. Did I screw something up? No, no, no. I was going to scream something that Alex Jones said. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want you to live! It's a game <laughs> Fight for your life! Crush the demons under your... No, crush the snakes under your foot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, He's so funny. But... <laughs> No, uh, it kind of showed the hysteria. Everyone was so shocked because JFK was the first like popular president where he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was iconic. And to have him killed in such a shocking fashion had the yeah. country reeling. Yeah. And if you ask older people from that era, they knew exactly where they were, what they were doing. When the announcement came across the airwaves, JFK has been shot. Our president is dead. Uh, $40 million budget made $205 million. Killed it. That's a success, I'd say. Uh, yeah, it did a great job. And that was, folks, this week's in film. Yeah. Now we move on to what we call... The People's Report. The People's Report. This is where even we get into some tabloid news. It's pretty funny. Peer into the mansions of those rich Hollywood stars we love so much. What's going on in The People's Report? Well, the first one was a funny one that I kind of kind of thought was a little humor, so I had to throw it in there. 45-year-old actor uh, Josh Jumel, he just recently split from Fergie, his wife. So what he did is he went ahead and bought himself a cabin and had uh, Architectural Digest redo it So because he needed some alone time after that marriage. <laughs> yeah, so he's chilling in the wintry, wintry Minnesota right now. Yeah. I guess he was sick of being Fergalicious definition. Make them boys go loco. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sad part is both you know <laughs> come on but that's a fucking hit I was so I shocked that they got a divorce I know I was shocked too they were together for so I long know. and then can you imagine having I've had enough there's one thing to say you had enough there's another thing to say I had enough and I need to go running into the wilderness. I'm, I know, yeah, you know I'm moving to thing. the wilderness of Minnesota Minnesota's like negative 8 degrees right uh. now and I bet it was colder in their LA household <laughs> <laughs> while the babies are being while filed while the babies I know uh, she's she's fine, feeding the kid, and, and, and Josh walks by, and she's like, "Fuck you!" And sign, he's like, "What did you say?" Sign what here. What did you say? And sign here. I'm initial there. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that's. She took my thing. Lakers tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is poor Ben Affleck. I see. I didn't know this. Ben Affleck released from rehab to celebrate Christmas with his family. Uh, was reported by a magazine. He then uh, returned to rehab a few months after he had dropped out from uh, a role uh, in an upcoming Netflix movie, Triple Frontier, to focus on his personal wellness, according to a source. Affleck posted this on Facebook in March. Uh, he was trying to complete the treatment. Now, we're talking March, guys. Now, do you guys remember why he was in treatment? It was actually because... I did not know this. Jennifer Garner had thrown, thrown him out because he was drinking and gambling. I remember the gambling part, but I didn't and think he had the alleged that. affair that everyone was talking yes, about. Yes, well, that was so with she the, was with like the, the babysitter. You need to show age. change, positive change. So he started doing this rehab thing, and now they're fully separated. 
but apparently he's still trying to do it to kind of clean up his act. Yeah, I mean, back in rehab. This explains a lot, though. This explains... If you look at him on those interviews for uh, Batman versus yes! Superman, he looks so withdrawn, but in reality, he was just drunk as fuck, man. Or trying to cope. He was smashed. Or trying to cope. <laughs> he was smashed. I'm telling you. You see those um, Simon and Garfunkel sound of silence? They put it to his face and they zoom yeah. in on it. He is drunk as sad, fuck. Look sad, at him. Sad athlete. He is no. He's sitting there trying to catch his equilibrium. He's like pitching back and forth. Oh like. my god. Well, he did have a permanent five o'clock shadow for like six months there, and that's never a good uh, sign. I don't know. Yeah. Then he did that movie to go with where his he permanent was hangover. A, a gangster that wasn't that great. Oh, what was that? Oh, man. I don't know. He that directed either. that. He that directed was a stinker. It. And I, I, I kind of liked Fly it. Fly by night. Yep, it might have been, but I don't know. It but was in Miami. He was like yes. a Cuban gangster. Uh, exactly. And it's like a Cuban gangster. Well, actually, it took place in Chicago, and then he got sent to Miami. And it he was dealing with Miami. Cuban gangsters. Oh, and yeah. it, it, it was good, but not his best work. And then you turn around, you think he's going to do the Batman movie. Uh, I mean, he did Batman versus Superman, and then there was talk about him doing the, his own independent film. And he wasn't quite up to the task there. It's all starting to make more sense. Could you imagine how offensive it would be if Ben Affleck played a Cuban gangster? That'd be so fucking funny, dude. Al Just Pacino six, did it. Five, Wait, no, no, no. Six, Al Pacino five. did Yeah, it. but Al Pacino, he's a very like transformative actor. Ben Affleck's like 6'5", oh, white as shit. Just, he, I was going to say, where's the money, Holmes? It's so fucking <laughs> offensive. I thought you were going to say that Al Pacino is racially ambiguous. Yes, <laughs> You don't know what the fuck he is. You don't know if he's Italian or Spanish. I thought he, I thought he was Spanish. Spanish. He might be Spanish. His name's Pacino. Pacino's Italian for sure. Yeah, Al no. Pacino. <laughs> but he's played a lot of different parts. That is true. But anyway, Fuck roaches want to play poor, rough. Poor, poor, poor Ben. Ben, we wish you well. I know these guys are throwing a lot of shit. I'm just joking. I They're love jokes, you, Batfleck. You know what, man? I wish you'd stay as Batman. You're my favorite. Let's get John. We'll Hamm. go there. John Hamm in there. <clears throat> Mix shit up. John right. Hamm would be a great. John guy. Hamm also had some drinking problems too. Folks. Yeah, he did, did. during Hell yeah. this, during oh, Mad Men. Yeah. All he fell people. off. Why do you think he hasn't been working after he did The Town? Name another movie. All interesting people have Name stuff going movie. on. Yeah. Name okay. another movie. Nobody can because you guess what he was doing? The bitch was in rehab. All the all the best actors go. Oh, you know where shit. I saw him? He did uh, uh, the TurboTax. He did the tax company thing. Uh, for the end of the year in April, he was doing the tax commercials. That's, that's a classic move. Right oh there. my god, the get, poor take, guy. Get the money, son. Get I that know. money. Hey, get it's that more money than I'll ever make. But yeah, I still felt bad for the guy. I wonder if Daniel Day Lewis ever went through some shit like that. You nobody know could tell. You know nobody could tell. He's always in character. I was gonna say he's wearing that's a mask all the time. He probably developed something when he like plays a drug dealer, drug addict. He'd be like, <sighs> I gotta go all the way. So funny. I gotta go all the way. I could see him doing it. Now, Other actors have done it. Heath Ledger. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Did he? I thought he took that there. to go to sleep. He did. He took it. All, no, he took heroin. Heroin wasn't heroin. Well, it's was a, it painkillers? It's a kind of sleep. He, he was mixed, it painkillers or heroin? I thought he mixed like some sort of opioid with. Um, oh, well, you're right. My bad. Alcohol. Pill. Was, alcohol. Uh, that is my oh, mistake, guys. I was Viking thinking of Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, uh, he Heath Ledger Phillip. did opi opioids. Philip Seymour Hoffman did heroin. heroin. Yeah. Okay. Poor, Sorry, that was my mistake. I love you, Phil. Sorry, man. He's uh, not going to see this. Why'd you apologize? He's, <laughs> not, he's, he's never going to see anything ever again. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the absolutism. <laughs> Motherfucker sounded like Darth Vader in the It's, true, it's back. true, though. I still feel bad for the guy, but chances of him seeing a film are slim and none. So, <laughs> slim to none. Not, not Last on the People's <laughs> Report, Rob Tiernick <laughs> welcomes his new daughter, Nala Ryan. That's a beautiful name. Nola. Nola. Nala. Nala. Nala, Nala okay. like the, the. I thought it was Nola. I was like. Nala's yeah. like the lioness in the Lion King. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know that. I, I stopped throwing crap at him. I'm sorry. You know, this guy, he's made bank from skateboarding to his own reality show. It's now his own web 
show, web he's video got, show he's ridiculousness. Got, he has ridiculousness. Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob and Big. Big's, big died, though. Rob Dudek's Fantasy Factory. And then he had Ridiculousness. And he, and he was a skate champion. And now, Lifetime now DC he's got another amazing, amazing, amazing feats or whatever. This is his fifth show, guys. Oh, yeah. It's companion show amazingness. I know. I mean, and it's scary because you think to yourself, is he just the luckiest or is he really talented? I would say once lucky. or twice, you can say someone's lucky. But this dude has five hits, not a few years on each show. Yeah, and plus he has a, a lifelong resume of winning. Yeah. Of just winning. And I plus, mean, he's a hard worker, no doubt. Yeah, no, I've, heard this, yeah. I've heard that he's, a, a, like, he, say, he says himself he's a lucky guy. But from people who've worked with him behind the scenes, they say he's incredibly hard work. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not going to deny he made luck a fortune factors in. He made a fortune before he even got his shows, though, in uh, merchandise. See, I didn't know that. Skateboarding. Skateboarding. He would sell uh, custom boards and shoes. He has a DC, what was, what, like, DC, lifetime that, sponsor. That, yeah, oh, as okay, a professional DC. skater, that's right. where you make I, the I really big money. I had that question. I was wondering. Professional skaters get to design their own shoes and boards, and they oh, okay. see a percentage of what they sell. They sell that's under their name. So the for bigger their platform you build, the more people you can reach and the more things you can sell. <laughs> that's how you okay. get money as a skater. Well, good for Rob Deerdick. Yeah, now, I'm happy for him. With that, let's move into our next segment, Happy Birthday, where we like to wish some of those stars happy R- birthday. Wish, wish, <laughs> happy birthday to I can't, because stars. you guys are so brutal to me. I'm not going to let it yeah, go. Yeah, I was going to say. Wish. I was trying to do, did you hear? I was trying to do an Asian accent there. I messed it up. Uh, you know what? I'd rather you just go with, <laughs> I screwed up. Rick a wish. You cured me. I'll never say a word. <laughs> Don't appropriate my fucking culture, dude. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> you can't just adopt accents. Uh, oh, uh, happy birthday. Ooh, happy our birthday. F- first birthday is Ralph Nathaniel Twilston <laughs> <laughs> Wickham. Wickham Fines. It's Ralph Fines. Who are you? Who are Ra- you? Ralph Fines. Yeah, it's Ralph Fines. Hey, for sure, cut out all that you shit don't, in the you, middle. You of really don't know who he is? I know no, Ralph Fiennes. I don't know who Ralph Get the hell out of here. I swear to God. Educate him. Educate me. You, you, you've not seen Manhunter? Manhunter? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the worst. <laughs> Made in Manhattan. Uh, he also did um, Schindler's List. He also did... Oh, my God. You, oh, you've Fuck. seen Schindler's you, List. You've also seen ago. 007. Why'd you get so loud when you because said Because, I'm sorry, I had to lean in. It's, he's also 007. He's taken over as the lead after the last lady Did passed away. Yeah. Oh, well, I probably have them. Wow. Okay. Oh, show, Ralph yeah, Fiennes. show me a picture. Ralph sorry, sorry to powerful Ralph Fines. Mason knows not of what you yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> December 22nd, 1962. He's 55 years old. Born in Suffolk, England. Oh, happy birthday to the King of the North. John Snow. That's Snaps. next. John That's next. I thought you two would appreciate that one. Kit, Kit Harrington, Harrington turning 31. Yeah, December 26. Good for you, buddy. 1986. Christopher Catsby Harrington. Good did for I get him. that right? Yeah. Huh? Now Kit. known as Kit Harrington dating Rose. We never should have left that cave, John Snow. Married. <laughs> Are they married? Married. They're married now. I think married. so. I remember hearing they got engaged and I was like, good nope, for him. Married. Married. I think her Show name is Leslie Rose. From the north. I think he's with Leslie Rose. Yeah, yeah, the, it's the chick from the from. Also, next Happy on birthday, the list, Jared Leto, the new Joker. He's frozen in time, dude. Nineteen. Uh, he was born. He's forty-five. Forty-five years old. One of the best-looking forty-five-year-olds. Drugs will do that, wor- right? Drugs like Mick Jagger. Yes. He'll stay skinny forever. Yep. Born, 
Even when he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll get real skinny. He'll get real skinny then. So, uh, born December 26, 1971, 45 years old. And that's the birthdays for this show. Yeah, and we'll right. move on to now our next part is... One big story. This is like where we take the biggest stories that have hit Hollywood recently. And we talk about what we think the biggest story is. We investigate these stories. Take Here a look is. at them. One big story. So fucking big. Loving yeah, it. it is. Loving it. Yeah, it is. Our first story is the Weinstein Company meets to sort out bids to get themselves sold to somebody else so they can start production again. They're selling at a fucking loss. <laughs> yeah, there are at least half a dozen bids on the table, though. Yeah. So. Well, they're, I think their stock went from 26 to 8. Well, what do you expect? You know what I mean? And when you find is, out that you, you have a serial rapist as your, as your CEO, CEO and, the major, whole, and the whole uh, company's been yeah, complicit. the primary stakeholder. And my thing is... And their emails showing the complicity of those oh up my top. God, it's just, it's Whoever just buys a, this has to completely rebrand and restaff because there's no way... Yeah, you'll way, change the company. Yeah. There's and the no logo. way that... Like and the some of the execs had no idea nope. what was going on with everybody's Har- gone. And plus, it breaks my heart because I think about all those movies that came out from the Weinstein Company that Huge. I love. Oh my god, I love a lot. Uh, of ever those since movies. this started coming out, I noticed when the initial start of a film is, you take a look and see what company they've done a ton. It's of like movies. cancer; it just has tendrils uh, shooting yeah, out everywhere. It's touched everything. everything, and it's true because either they were a partial investor, an investor in just about everything, or they funded movies. a company that made a film. Yep, you know what I mean. And that, they and, touched it, and they got way. their name on it, and they got their logo at the beginning yeah. of the film. And and here's the thing: I agree with you guys. And this goes without saying: literally everybody, man and woman, needs to be flushed. You I mean, gotta flush them all. It's, I don't even know. It's, it's just, but it's it's part of their it's part of their IP. That's what they that's what they're buying. But if they want any remnants of this company to survive, they have to sell. Hopefully, to I'm happy that we'll get their IP, which is extensive, yes. into the hands of a better company, one that doesn't have this kind of dark secret, one and that w- doesn't rape. <laughs> Okay, there it is in a nutshell. Don't rape. As blunt as can be. <laughs> Don't fucking rape people. <laughs> you think it doesn't have to be a law, but it does. <laughs> it's like unspoken. <laughs> I thought it was too. I thought it was a law. I can't argue with that. I thought it was a law too. But what's good now is that they're cleaning it out. They're selling. And hopefully, you know, we'll see the Weinstein company. Gone. Gone. And its properties being used yep. to better cinema and help people. Well, it's not going to help people, man. It's just going to go away. It helps Hopefully me. Like, Some of their IPs are really good. It I is. was going to say, Good Will Hunting. All right. Uh, solid film. You Clerks 2. You had to bring them up. Clerks 2, These solid people are film. running like roaches when the light is flipped on, trying to get away from oh, anything man. that's doing it. Everyone's trying to distance themselves oh, so hard. Oh, it's you just so uncomfortable. Lindsay Lohan's defended Harvey know, Weinstein. Well, there's a lot of people that came out and kind of said you know some why? things. Because with, with Lindsay, it was consensual. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, uh, oh, not as far as we know, but I'm sure. Allege- no, allegedly. No, allegedly. You d- is it a completely rumor mill? What? what? Come on, man. Okay. I'm going to pretend. We want we want more shows. Thank you, YouTube. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> and then going on, going on to our next one is, maybe you've heard the story of the first Star Wars Christmas. I was telling these guys about it. They had no idea. When I was a kid. alive. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> saying you didn't believe it. You yeah. knew you weren't alive. Yeah. Well, the first Star Wars uh, happened in 1977. I was 11 years old. came out. Uh, and then that came out in the summer. I think it was uh, the summer or the May, uh, 
between May and summer. Either way. And then and then that fall, everything was Star Wars mania. Everybody wanted their Star Wars action figures and play sets. Uh, and I believe it was, I want to say Mattel. Is it Mattel? Kenner. 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 Uh, was trying to rev up and get everything going. But guess what, folks? They couldn't get everything done in time to actually deliver any product for Christmas. So they came up with this really great and genius idea of uh, them actually putting out a box top. So you'd go into the store, pay your $7, bring home a box top, and it had all the figures lined up on pictures. And then what you would actually do, pick out all the ones you wanted, pay your money, send in, send it in the certificate, and, and they would guarantee within the next 8 to 10 months they would send you your action figure. Mason's already making a face like, can you believe this shit really went on? And that's what went on. That's and you know what? That's it crazy. worked because they got their cash up front. They had all these advanced orders. And guess what? Put it out, and it was most, one of the most successful years ever. I know, but I just feel like there are imminent mix-ups in that. It's like the big baller brand. I pay 500 bucks for a pair of shoes, and I get it eight months later, and it's not the pair I ordered. Well, put it this way. I guess in 1977, people had faith. Yeah, I, I, I always think about, like, what if they tried to pull this shit now? Without gimme, 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 and jaded kids are now. Oh, you mean fight over It would the, never the, fly now. The oh, you're telling Elmo me I don't see it right now? Uh, Get out of here, mom. You're the yeah. worst, like, kicking Yeah, could you imagine tree? giving your kid a, a cutout, cutout piece it's of cardboard? coming. But not for 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> it'll, it'll just cut to that. Uh, have you <laughs> that would seen... be a key going, mail? <laughs> have you guys seen that avocado kid His oh parents yeah him an avocado. he's no. like an avocado thanks and <laughs> yeah. puts it down he just doesn't give a shit that that's exactly what this kid he was thankful yeah oh god that would be such a and you know the crazy part is i'm sure these toys are making these companies more money than the movies they make the merchandise yes but you know toys are amazing you remember how many toys we had growing up well, yeah, more than I knew what to do with. Like we had some of the next generation He-Man toys. We all had the Transformers. All the Transformers. The all the Transmorphers. But you do have to remember, all that's possible because George Lucas was one of the first guys ever yeah. to merch everything. And what he did is, you're right. He made more money off merchandise than he did the films. Approximately twice as much. I mean, yeah, that's how that's how the, like a uh, majority of the popular YouTubers monetize their channels. I mean, they get paid for ad placement, but then they always have, throw in that like the spicy merch link. Oh know? yeah, you heard Jake Paul selling like a god church. I got this new merch and it's selling. England is my city. <laughs> that was Nick Crumpton. I know so that was a piece of shit. Really, <laughs> was a piece of shit. And he's pitching like hell. Oh yeah, they plug. He plugged that plug was in a song that he did. Oh really? He plugged his merch in a song. That is the definition and of. And you shameless. got the viewer who walks up to his mom or dad, and he's just like, "I really want this shirt, please." So then they scroll down and they buy a twenty-eight dollar piece of shit. But they're doing it. It works. Hey, good for get some, get some, gets, gets them to of, do it. In the words of Will, I am get your money. What are you gonna do? Wow, jaded. Well, yeah, it's when they upload it one day and then it's on trending. It's well, gonna... here's our next next topic. This is... this topic blew my mind. Upon reading the article, I could not believe it. It's true. Hit me with it. The next article is simply this. We were talking about earlier in the show about a petition that was put out by the people who hated uh, the Last Jedi, mm -hmm. and they subscribed a whole petition asking it to be removed from canon, which simply means they don't want it to be part of the main storyline. They were so angry. What they did is went on Rotten Tomatoes and they put a whole bunch of terrible reviews in slanting the algorithm known as the perfect rating system of Rotten Tomatoes and ruining the landscape and making it impartial and making it uh, not objective and 
subject. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Making it so uh, it was it was not an impartial review and ruining the whole scale. And my thing is, is this goes on more than we think. I believe. Yeah, but you always hear. What do they say about the all right? It's half dangerous ideology, half internet trolls. Mm-hmm. Well, some people like to claim the banner of the alt right just to be an internet troll with Pepe the Frog memes and all this but, nonsense. But haven't we? And then give, the other half of them have really dangerous ideas. But haven't we given Rotten Tomatoes too much power already? I mean, it just seems like everything after every commercial or every uh, as as is it certified fresh? Yeah, and it's rated by Rotten Tomatoes. It and here's another thing. If I see one more thing, it's got a perfect rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Last movie in seven yeah. years. And just shut and up. And this is showing that their aggregation can be skewed by these special interest groups who want to tank a movie and who which, want to do which means like what can they also do the other way? They can, they can inflate it, inflate it, it and, and make it and look great. Make it look great. So, I'm just, just saying a great they, a great majority of these of these like review companies yes. have people who help fund them and they have people who throw money their way Lobbyist. in order to absolutely dr- drive people or deter people from seeing. Film. Look, all I'm saying is look into it. <laughs> I'll just, just look into it. Right? That's because you haven't looked into it enough. If you just look into it, both eyes see. open. <laughs> Stay woke. Stay, Stay woke. woke. All right, so that's that's our latest, our next one. And then yes. our final story is, uh, and it came out uh, because of the whole uh, NFL thing. Uh, Papa John's, a very, very, very pop- popular pizza company. And Papa we, John's? What is that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Well, I like C- to throw them off. CEO John Shatner made some interesting statements regarding the players and kneeling. He said, you know, my sales might not be down if those damn players weren't kneeling. Torn oh, It yeah. was just... Is that what he said? It. Yep. Oh, I thought he was going to use more inflammatory speech. Nope. Oh, okay. That's bad enough. I, I was going to say, what are you doing, is, Shatner? Is, is Shatner Papa John? Yeah, he's Papa John Shatner. Okay. The founder and CEO. Yeah. And I'm Have like, you seen this fucker's house? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's got more money than Yeah, how is he worried about his sales? And, A, just keep – you know what is not good for sales? Dividing people, and that's what his statements did. Yeah, 100%. You just divided your fan base in half. I, here's here's a clue. Why not just don't say anything? Anything. That's my thing. Like all the you great know, companies. Shut the hell Walmart up. Walmart didn't release statements. Nobody Publix, did. No one. No everyone one did. But you know what? You should just shut your mouth. Take some fucking advice. Like look, look at the president. See how he tweets all the time? Fucking don't say Don't anything. do that. Yeah. Don't do, do the what, opposite. Do whatever he's doing. Do, opposite, do yeah, the opposite. I totally agree with that. Look at that. Your approval rating? Yeah. And, right and that's the one thing he should have done was nothing at all. Yep. Yeah. And now he's out. From his own company, he's no longer CEO. He had to step down. I mean, if he wanted to help his sales, you know, he would help, he would side with the players. His players are pimping his sales. It's sport endorsed. Well, and here's the but other then thing. again, it would divide those people who are Exactly. You don't do anything. You that's know what you do? Minority. Yeah, but you know what it's you do? It's a vocal minority. I know that. Here's, it's real simple, guys. You know, if you don't like something, what do you do? You don't support it the next time you do up for a contract. Yeah. yeah. You take your advertising dollars and you go support hockey. That's what, you, I, or you I go stopped support the NFL long ago. Well, but but that's my whole point. You know what? Hey, the MMA could uh, and UFC could always use more advertisers. Yeah. Put Papa yeah. John's in the middle logo of the UFC. But that's my whole point. If you don't like what they're saying, ride the shit out and then move on. I think because a great, that's the only way that you're going to make the NFL. I think list. a great middle of the road statement that wouldn't have pissed people off is saying, "I respect their right to kneel." Just say that. No, because the people who are, aren't happy with it, and it is pretty split, one way or the other. 
uh, it's split. How could they not, How could they possibly say that they don't respect their right to do that? That's what I'm saying. It's not saying I'm, that he I, agrees I, with them kneeling. I'm just, he's saying that he respects their right There's people on both sides of that fence. And when you need both sides of that fence to buy your freaking pizza, you shut the hell up. Well, if I meet anyone who says that they don't respect someone's right to free speech, there's nothing we're going to agree yeah, with. Yeah, I was going to say, yikes. I'm, and I'm not disagreeing with you. But when you have a product and you're worried about if selling it. you're a businessman, capitalism is blind. You, you, yeah, yeah. You it's not political. Up. You shut up, you sell your product, and you move on. But how do you move on? You don't advertise them with next year. Mm-hmm. That right, kind of ties simple. into our quote of the week, yes. which is our next segment on the show. Yes! I actually really like this. And it's this an quote comes note. from R.J. Palacio. Palacio. When, Palacio? <laughs> Palacio? Is that pal- yeah, like Palacio, <laughs> but with a P. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm never forget. I'm never gonna forget that now. Yeah, <laughs> R.J. Palacio. Yep. <laughs> and he was the guy who wrote the the new Wonder movie. He was actually the book from that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, he says when given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. Great. Quote. Powerful. Very, very good. I I totally believe. I that. think m- m- most people can benefit from that that quote. You know yeah, what I mean? most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Take a bit of that and just incorporate it in your yeah, life. Put it in your soul. Your dark, <laughs> dark soul. Especially the programmers <laughs> at Rotten Tomatoes. You dark, dark, soulless people. <laughs> Jesus. Moving to our next segment. <laughs> next segment. Back again to don't say anything at all, Matt. <laughs> Next, we're getting into the pick of the week. This is where we pick, pick one TV week. show or movie that we want you guys to check out. It's a must watch. What is the pick of the week, guys? Uh, it is Dark Mirror. I'm telling you what, it Ooh. is just blowing up. The first three seasons, I watched the first season. And if you haven't seen the first season, the first episode will grab her out of the box. It's about the prime minister fucking a pig. So I'm just going it, it's I gotta true. watch the show. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? You're right. Okay. Well, guess what? That's what the first show is. And if that hook doesn't get you to turn it on and catch the first episode of the first season, then you know what? You don't you don't have any 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 heart and any no curiosity. Blood, none whatsoever. I was gonna say. <laughs> you just We're don't. not gonna agree on much else. <laughs> exactly. You gotta. So I gave you the hook. And and from there, I'm telling you, every episode It's an of anthology every series. series it's an anthology series, which means that every episode is a standalone work. <laughs> it, it is. Which is very interesting. To have yeah. three seasons of this, that shows how good it is. Yeah. People are calling it the modern X-Files. No, not modern. No. The modern Twilight Zone. Yes. My bad. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that doesn't fit anything you said. It's we're not, talking about the X-Files. out there. We're talking about the X-Files <laughs> later, so I got yeah. kind of... He got thrown oh, off okay. a little bit. No, but this is just, it's a fantastic, fantastic. They're, they're crazy. Everybody is talking about it. And I'm telling you what, guys, I personally, I binge a lot of stuff. And I take like maybe one or two of these episodes and I sit back and go, <laughs> there's a lot going on here, man. Yeah. I need to slow down a minute. And it's just really great acting, really great writing. And it's intriguing. It has some of the craziest concepts. The one where... There's one where your uh, people wear contacts and they're like cameras that yes. view and record everything you do, so that police can just look through the tape well, of what you've seen. And, and one of the last episodes I just watched, I thought was pretty fantastic. It's how everybody rates you and you rate them, and based on the star system one through five, based on what kind of quality of life you have. Say you mm-hmm. bump into somebody and they were crappy, you gave them a two, and their rating goes. And then as you go through life, depending on what rating you have, it's what kind of car you can rent, 
what kind of hotels you can stay at. Oh, what shit. kind of what well, if you're up for a promotion if you're going to get it. Are you going to get invited to that party? Yeah. It's like your your credit but applied to the, your entire life. Exactly. And it's all social media driven. It wow. blew my mind. And you're already seeing stuff kind of happen like that. Yes, you, know you I mean? are. You're seeing people who post uh, negative things on social media are getting ostracized, are getting cracked down on. How many people have you seen Eat their own tail in Hollywood because of something well, they I mean, said on Twitter. It's, it's things that they don't even might not even be inherently negative, but it's it's the reception people have, and it can be or perception or divisive yeah. statements yes. in general. Any divisive statement, and that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Because some people say things on Twitter where they know they're going to offend a lot of people. Granted, people need to have thicker skin in this day and age. I think. But That's still, some things that people say, I will agree, whoa. Like, when you hear some of the things people are tweeting, you're like, yikes. But it all goes back to the same thing, guys. I call it a Howard Stern moment. You're going to say what you want to say when you want to say it. If you don't like it, change your channel and move on. I but agree. Black Mirror is investigating these things yeah. in such an interesting fashion. Where Unbelievable. Like, and now Netflix is at the helm of it. Yes. Ushering more they, and more they episodes. Actually, the three seasons were put up. It was a BBC-based show. Uh, it, it didn't get great ratings over there. They needed a bigger platform. It was then picked up by Netflix, and now Netflix has actually sponsored season four, which just dropped. And like I said, I binge stuff, and I have to watch an episode, take a break for a little bit, and I just think about it because – it's some pretty powerful stuff. It's pretty insightful. And like I'm saying, if you want to see the stars that are going to be in film and TV tomorrow, they're on this show first. Oh, really? Everybody's recognizable. As always. In guy the- from Get Out. Remember the uh, the guy who actually everything happens to? Oh, yeah. He's, he's in a, it. He's a hell of an actor. Uh, the, the, the every, just from every show. It's just... And I'm telling you, and if you liked any of the t- two shows, my prime minister <laughs> show, and the, also the other one about the rating, social rating, and his about the contacts, those are only three Think of like that. eighteen shows, and they're all there's not a bad show so far. Freaky as wow. fuck, it's amazing. Well, I say this about a lot of shows, but I'll have to check that out. I'll get to it. No, yeah. In Netflix, we trust. I can't yeah. say it enough. Although you know there can be some arguments made, and with any production company. You're going to throw spaghetti at the wall and some's going to stick and Absolutely. some isn't. Absolutely. Some meatballs will drop off. I was going to say, but spaghetti's, uh, but, but spaghetti, <laughs> but Netflix has been making some pretty good spaghetti. Yes, they have. I'm sorry. That old childhood <laughs> song came in my head when you thought about that. The I, meatball. The, the, I had the meme pop in my head where it's like, somebody touched my spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was pretty great. But next, I'm pretty excited because guys, we're taking a trip to the trailer park. This is where we review new trailers that are coming out for productions that we're excited about. Let's head to the trailer park. Yeehaw! Damn straight. We have two great things right. to look at. What's this trailer? Yes. We're going to watch uh, Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler. For reference, guys, here's a short clip. Only bank that's never been robbed. That's why we're gonna rob it. Every time I'm in the street, I hear ya, 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 ya. Where you from? We gotta move. Where you go? Where you from? Where you around, Marsley? Come on. This man saving my run. Do you know what this means? It means I am a member of a gang. Only we have badges. Which means you are done. Now that was a trailer. 
Man, Gerard Butler's back again, man. I'm telling you, I fucking love Gerard Butler. He looks great. And see, he's actually believable as like this, this not rogue, but kind of like a renegade detective. Much more believable in that role than he was as a scientist in Geostorm. I was gonna say, (laughs) Gerard Butler was the only reason I thought Geostorm was mediocre. I know. I was like, (laughs) oh, that hurt. What the fuck? Gerard Butler, he's not over there doing fucking equations. Oh, yeah. come on, man. He's Gerard Butler. It was a good movie. Uh, I it was Gerard mediocre, Butler. though. He's I kicking do. people in the holes. He's not doing calculus. Well, okay? uh, all right, all right. I got you that from Spartans. That's true. That 300. True. I was going to say. Kick him in the holes. You sold me on that. Yeah. Up there in Dutch boy. But he's, he's just supposed great. to be pr- protecting the president. But Den of uh, Thieves <laughs> looks absolutely fucking incredible. It's what you need. It's a modern day heat. I'm telling you right now. So it reminds me of. But. Yeah. Let's look at the heavy hitters you got. You got 50 Cent. You got Oceo Jr. The guy, Ice Cube's son, was in Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> Ice Cube's Compton, son. Yeah. yeah. He, like, then it's you just, have the great. guy from 13 Hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gerard Butler. Heavy hitters. It's, an, it's enough sad Action right there. stars, man. Now, see, this I can buy into. Ocean's 8, not so much. But this, I'm all in. I like this better than Ocean's 11 and 12. Right. Just off the trailer. The trailer looks amazing. If it, if we're tra- only going off the trailer. We if need the to movie save that for anything like the trailer, I just it's think it be looks, amazing. I think it looks fantastic. I really do. It should. I, be I love movies like that where it's like cops who skirt around the edge of what is legal. I freaking love that. It's you know best. what? We're gonna wait on the paramedics for right now until you give me what I want. You exactly. know what I mean? That's pretty cool. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's detective from The Prisoners. Oh yeah. Pushed further. Yes. You know. Because he was kind of like a, an afflicted detective. Like yes. he had things going on in his personal life. And yeah, he's he been, had some issues. He's been through some, some shit. Oh, yeah. You know? But Gerard Butler's detective, he's like definitely barely fan. legal. Definitely, definitely. Barely fan. legal. Barely because legal. he's been, he's probably seen real evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I love characters like that where they're like, they got in pure well, as cops and then they I don't think it's, I don't think it's what they've been through. It's more of what they've seen people go through. Yeah. And they're done. Yeah. They just say, I'm done. All right, we're not playing by your rules. And I love the part where he goes, "Yeah, this that means you're in a gang. I'm in a gang too." Yeah, and my ga- the badge. Yeah, and my gang's worse than yours, and it's done. We're you're done now. I freaking love that. That was amazing, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're not the kind of cops that cuff you and take you into the precinct. No. I love that. <laughs> That's a great line. Great. All right, well, that was Den of Thieves. You guys can check that trailer out in the description. Yeah, we're you gonna have, have a link link in the description. You've heard our review. Check that out. Next on the trailer park, we're going to start talking about the X-Files. It's back. It's its second return season. Second season after the return, I believe. Yes. They had the eighth episode first season back, right? Right. In other words, they had the initial and then everybody went away. They finished up around season nine and now they're back with 10 and 11. 11 is set to come out early 2018. Let's check out their trailer for this. Here's a short clip for context, guys. Let's get right into it. Kill him before he kills us all. We want to save humanity. You want to see blood in the streets? The extermination of seven billion people? (laughs) I have to find our son. Well, that was interesting, to say the least. I... A very two very complete trailers. Right. First off the top, David Duchovny doesn't fucking age. Nope. That that's he looks the and same. is it possible Jillian Anderson got better looking as she got older? I was gonna say she dude, looks good. Look yeah. at look at Muller. Is it she Scully or Muller? She's Scully, he's Mulder. Scully looks better yeah. than before. Obviously, She's right, like, gorgeous. When that uh 
when the trailer first starts and you see the scene on the highway and the UFOs flying above and shining the beam down, obviously don't stand right under the beam. That's what Cameron was saying right off the bat. Move the tractor beam, of you, course. You got to get out of there right away. One thing that is important to know from the trailer looks like they're doing much more um, linear storylines than the other X Files episodes. Oh, the X Files, yeah. You, you remember the origin episode of? Yeah, it was like uh, Black yeah. Mirror, where every episode was wait, almost wait, 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 a one-off. Wait, wait, wait. Black Mirror is more like X-Files used to be. Let's exactly. get that right. Yeah, sorry. But you know what I'm saying? I love when people repeat history and they think... Whereas they some episodes, Mulder would end the episode in like a coma, a permanent coma. Well, it, Scully it, would be by his It's side like and... all good, good writing. Chris Carter had an overbearing arc, which was the aliens and the... You know, the forces trying to work against them, the alternate government. And underneath were each week where they would go, or every two episodes or episodes, they would find a monster or creature that they were combating. So it was just a great premise. Chris Carter had a great line. But this looks to be a more direct, meaty plot, shorter, like longer it's a shorter, episodes. It's shorter season. Fewer episodes. Fewer episodes, so they're getting to the point a lot quicker. Uh, and we have to remember this time, too, they came back. I think it ended at nine, I want to say, mm-hmm. if memory serves. Um, Jillian Anderson agreed to come back, but she said this is her last season. Oh, really? uh, and Chris Carter had already said that if uh, we don't have Mulder and Scully, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just talk, but, you know, code for give me a better, bigger check or if that's true. So well, I guess we'll, well find out. One thing I have to say about both of these trailers is, is that uh, they don't give very much away, which I enjoy. No, yeah. Not not as much as um, Den of Thieves gave a little bit away. Sure. A little bit more than X-Files. But you didn't care. I, so didn't Den of care. Thieves, you didn't care. Exactly. Tell but, me more. Exactly. They, they were both really well put together trailers. I thought they did a great job. And they did a great job of representing something that should be awesome. Yeah. And, so. and it's like you said in the beginning, when the music plays, it's X-Files. As soon as you hear the it's music. It's the most iconic intro really music. It really right? is. And then they took uh, I froze. I froze cranberries, zombies, and they, yeah. zombie, and they slowed that down and played it. And yeah. That was a really nice I touch, mean, too. I mean, for me, that's what I automatically do. I, I, it just took me back in an instant automatically when I was watching all the episodes when I was a lot younger and it was, it reminded me of all the shows when I was a kid. Cause everything that when I watched when I was a kid, they didn't have any story going on for like 30 episodes. It was yeah. like this, this is what happened this week and come back to see what happens next week, you know? And mm-hmm. now it's this whole arc all the time. So it's a little bit different. I'm super excited. Exciting stuff. If, if it's anything, I like how they give the little teaser, the show gray at the end of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, more please? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, it came as a surprise to me, too. No, no, yeah. I think it's it's definitely part of it. It's, I, I think it looks great. Hopefully, they'll come through with the last two seasons in a good fashion and end it up right. So not many shows get a third bite at the apple. You know, yeah, it just right. doesn't happen. Absolutely so crazy. Next, we'll jump into our next segment called Coming Next. This is where we let you know what's coming next on the channel, new releases that we want to tell you about, and the like. And our first up is we'll be covering and doing a little a little bit of a, a take on Bright out on Netflix right now. Yeah, so we basically have like three reviews coming down the pipe. The first one is Bright. Came out December 21st? 23rd. At 23rd? 23rd. 23rd. Something so like that. Early, late December. Uh, it was right before Christmas. The first big production movie put on by Netflix. $90 million. Will Smith. Joel Edgerton. David R. Yeah, David Ayer directing it. Um, famed Suicide Squad. Yep. Or, and, uh, already got picked up for... Uh, a sequel. Yeah. sequel. A sequel. Um, very yeah. divisive movie. Yeah. But I think our review is going to be very honest, fair, interesting, you know? 
because you know we don't play with kitty gloves. We're not puff piece reviewers, but at the same time, we like to give you know movies credit where credit is due. Yeah. Try to be as fair as possible. Absolutely. Exactly. Take so take note, media. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> All media. <laughs> All media. All media, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Next, sorry. we're going to be reviewing. We're never going to get sponsored. Yeah. We're just never going to Not by a reviewing company. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. Next, we're going to be reviewing The Punisher. Uh, Joel Bernthal, Ben Barnes starring in this. Did he say Joel? Yeah, it's John. It's John. Oh, man. You did it the other day. Oh, my God. Sorry. The coolest man in Hollywood right now, and you get his name wrong? I think it was because I just said Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why. I, I got my J's mixed up. It's man. okay. It's all but, right, man. <laughs> I will say the Punisher is the next installation in the Netflix Marvel universe. <laughs> what? What? Installation? Yeah. Installation. Insta- installation. installation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a real thing. Not insulation. Insulation. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it warm. Yeah. Or cold. <laughs> I I think this is gonna be really I'm sorry. It's gonna be a really interesting review because I feel like not a lot of people have watched The Punisher yet. Yeah. Have you, Mace? A few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, you know, like a lot of critics. A lot of critics have not been paying it. We'll, we'll pick two or three episodes for you to watch from one of the Yes. yes. Episode yes. 11. Check out episode 11. 11. 11. Episode well, I can tell you this. Bitching. Haven't seen that much. I know it's better than uh, Jessica <laughs> Jones. It's better than the immortal protector of Kang Lung. Defenders. <laughs> well, Defenders was always like, we need Iron Fist, the immortal protector of Kung Lung. And Did then I he, mention he was the immortal protector of Kung Lung? And he's tied to a chair. I'll tell you when he gets here. <laughs> And Did t- I mention I'm the immortal Iron Fist protector of Kunlun? And he's tied to a chair. <laughs> he is the key. Yes. Yeah. Oh tied to God. a chair. Yeah, <laughs> and when he shows up, the fight doesn't go that much better. No. Because he's tied to a chair. He's tied to a chair. <laughs> Frank Castle does not need a glowing bitch fist. No. He has his guts, man. That's it. He doesn't even use the fist because it tires him out. Exactly. <laughs> so bitch. <laughs> And the last review we have coming next is the Justice League review. Justice League. Better late than never, but we needed retrospect on this movie. Than never. Yeah. Come it's on little, now. Little, We're yeah. cutting edge. But here's the thing. If you that, want the real take, you'll talk to us. That's the thing. I I think we need proper time to contextualize the Justice League. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't buy because a lot of people. Are, <laughs> we needed proper time to contextualize. <laughs> no, a lot of people have been jumping to conclusions on the movie, and I think it's. Say it good. again. To properly contextualize the movie amongst the new releases of the year. I think that's fair. Because you, you have you've had practice telling people why shit was late. <laughs> that's it! That's it! I need, I need Cut to be in college. Time. Professor, I need proper time proper. to contextualize the assignment within the curriculum. Given so the climate. I today. can give the material the proper and just time. <laughs> Too real. Too real. <laughs> But so, the Justice League review is coming down the It's line. coming. Those three things, Bright, The Punisher, Justice League. Look, Stay looking tuned. forward to Did it. You, you saw Bright. I saw I watched it with you guys. Uh, I <laughs> just have to, we just have to make sure nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I didn't check out. <laughs> okay, you were paying attention. Unless you pause the movie and start talking about Star Trek. Then I'm like, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt, what's your favorite arc? <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like the tractor beam hits me for the next while. I'm just like... <laughs> and then everybody's rested but me. <laughs> it's funny you should ask that, Cameron. <laughs> Seven hours later. All right. Oh. Ne- our next segment is Reboot, where we investigate some of the remakes that are happening in Hollywood with 
so many numerous remakes being made in big studios, we had to make this a segment of the show. We have to talk. You about know what you directors and producers do today? They they look at old shit and they try to make it new. Because exactly. what's better? It's cheaper than a, uh, obtaining new IP and searching for it. You go back through the archives, see what was Aryan. underutilized. Yep. Maybe it's so old that no one will notice. And I think it's good, you know. And some are good. I was going to say. Yeah. Some, they need to stay the fuck in the archives. Yeah. They Don't should have left it, it in the safe. Yeah. Leave it in the safe. It's better there. No, but, uh, and this one's one of my favorites all time. Uh, Ronan, uh, it's the movie with Robert De Niro. Uh, he's a CIA agent uh, sent to get a suitcase uh, full of a device to save the world, basically. And there's car chases and shootings and bombings. And it was fantastic. And now they want to turn it into a, a weekly TV show. Uh, it's going to be developed by the Vikings creator. Uh, Ronan's going to become a TV show. Michael Hurst uh, is going to be playing in it. All, he's the creator of it. And Robert De Niro's character, they don't have any idea who they're going to pull for him yet. <laughs> That's a hard role to fill because he really did a great it's job. It's the in show. The movie. It's the show. You know what I, I mean? can't wait to see what they do, especially with like today's film style and the modern technology, how they're going to handle these car chases. That'll be pretty Those car chases shit. were great too. I will say though, we've seen some movies be adapted to TV shows and kind of suck. Yeah. What, which was a real bummer, the Taken TV show. Taken was uh, a TV show? Yeah, it tried. is still. Yeah. Still? Oh, still. The trailer man. came out for the new season and I'm like, yeah. but why? Because I watched the first season. And it's funny, funny you say that because the guy from Vikings is actually starring in Taken, <laughs> yeah, and then they're gonna redo the guest guy. Another guy from this from the Vikings is gonna redo Ronan. Run far, far away from the Taken TV show, but I'm interested in Ronan. You have my curiosity. I'm gonna give you a chance. It's a, you gotta take a shot at it. Mace <laughs> <laughs> is already out. He's no, like, no. I'm in for Ronan. I just think you're funny. <laughs> What? Again, we'd love to have <laughs> a sponsor. Funny, we'd love to have a sponsor one day, but it's, it's not going to happen. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Next, it's Mad About You, a TV show from the 80s and 90s. Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt. It's back in talks to have it brought back in, uh, out from the cold, and in reruns. So big thing is they brought back Will and Grace. It did fantastic. Won an Emmy for the season back. Highest ratings. It's on Hulu right now and on regular TV, and it killed it. Mad about you. What's that about? Uh, it's about a couple uh, living in New York. He's a filmmaker, and she was an advertising exec. Uh, he used to work in his dad's sporting goods store, and he's out making films, and they have a dog and family. It's one of the family dramas that take place in uh, New York. Okay. It's just a shame that Helen Hunt died in that twister. <laughs> she, she didn't. But we haven't. Oh seen no! Wait, that was Bill Pax. We haven't seen her Fuck, since. Man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, real. that's some gallows humor. I'm sorry. Oh come on, really? You're gonna give me the desert sounds? <laughs> R.I.P. Pax. I was I was brutal. <laughs> but you got to remember. I mean, they're already bringing back Roseanne. Yes. So that's that back might already. be an unfortunate remake. Oh yeah, you saw the social tweet thing going on with her already. Oh wow! Fuck. I'll cancel the show right now. She was already. What? She was already in battling with the which media? The right. The extreme right. All right. All right. I'll cancel the show right now. I'll turn off my Twitter feed and I'll disappear in forever. She's already. Why? Because the, I'm telling you. the it's already starting to fight. You adult or your child? The all right is like, know. I told you it's half Pepe frog meme I just clutching don't. trolls. 
underneath the internet bridges. Oh, you mean they're just putting stuff out yeah, there? Yeah, they grab. just half yeah. the guys in the all right just like to start shit on the internet. The other half are very scared. Well, they want to see what they can. Uh, it, uh, it's like they're poking her. Those to see are the if they tiki can get torch her. guys. Oh well, they clearly got. Oh, they definitely got. But, but think about this: you get the show back. The original show was great. John and Goodman. Then you got was all the original stars to come back, mm-hmm. and then you get Whitney Cummings to be a producer slash in the writers' room. You got the makings of something good here. Can you please hold your shit together for at least a couple seasons? Yeah, Wendy Cummings has always had the the fast track to my funny bone. So I'm she has, man. But unfortunately, she just can't get Not anything. Just your funny bone. <laughs> she can't get anything going. Any you know. all bones. Okay. okay. All right. We're gonna go on to here's my number, Whitney. The box office. The box office. <laughs> One of my favorite segments because we all know how much I love the numbers. This week, Star Wars: The Last Jedi made 19 million, won the box office, taking it to a total of 980 million dollars. Unbelievable! I'm telling you, man, it's going to break a billion Good very, very googly, soon. Moogly. Cost 200 million to make, and anyone else want to sign that petition we were talking about earlier? Go ahead and waste your time. Next is Jumanji. This is with Cameron's boy, The Rock. $17.75 million, right very close behind Star Wars. Uh, total worldwide, $335 million, uh, and it only costs $90 million to make. That surprised me. And apparently recently, Jumanji passed yes. Star Wars for the number one slot. It uh, was a tweet put out that it just took over to be number one in one of the weeks of the past box office. And critics are calling Jumanji uh, the, the biggest, uh, what is it called? It was better than they had expected. It's the biggest surprise of the year. Yes. And My I, thing is, and I have to agree. So what, did, so what s- else did Dwayne t- talk to you about? I, no, no, no. I saw Jumanji, and honestly, all right, fine. I'm halfway into liking it because I, I love The Rock, and I love Kevin Hart. What do you? They're what, a great comedic How do you feel about duo. The Rock? He likes him. Likes a healthy oh, no, 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 amount. Likes. A healthy amount. I, love, I love Kevin Hart in The Rock's films. Like Central Intelligence was that really That was a great, great movie. It was a great movie. Um, I can't argue. Baywatch was pretty good. Baywatch was not a good movie. I haven't seen that. Don't waste your time. Just don't no. waste your time. Two hours of your life, you'll it's never get back. It's a solid four, but Dwayne was solid good Solid four. It. The Rock was good in it. You know what I mean? So, does he do anything Well, I'm bad? just shocked Jumanji only cost $20 million because that movie No, appears, no, not 20. 90. I mean 90. 90. 90. 90. It I, appears as though it costs much, much more. And for kids in our generation, you know, who are just growing up now, you're in college, you're, you're an adult on your own for the first time. I think this is a great movie because this is the first movie I've seen that's about video games. That is not making fun of those who play it. It actually does well, justice true. to the video game concept, and doesn't. Yeah, it's like not Pix- just old adults in a boardroom making funny jokes. Yeah, like Pixel Man. Like all they did was up. brutalize anybody who had ever played a video game in their entire life. Pixel, Adam Pixels, Sandler. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying that's crazy to do that because most people have picked up a video game at some at point. one time. Now it's life. so exactly. mainstream that everyone games now. So now the last one is bringing up the third is Pitch Perfect Three back again. Still fucking, making these fucking things. Um, and you know what? By by the basis how it's doing, it's not. They're gonna make a. They're gonna make a freaking pitch perfect four. Uh, made six point six million in a week. Uh, in in this yep in this past week, uh, worldwide it's ninety six million dollars. Ninety six million. Only, and only cost forty five million to make. So it's already doubled its take. Double to take, and it's six million plus. And Excuse it's me, not gonna yeah. stop. Look at those profit margins, pitches. It's just gonna keep going. Kill me. <laughs> I'm telling you, the first one was good. The first, first one was, one was a, fantastic. It was a really good movie, and then the second no, one, I was, was like, "You lost the magic." And the third yeah. one, I'm like, "Stop." Yeah, just seriously. Stop. But I'm telling you, 
if they're gonna if you build it, they will come and they're freaking showing up the movie theater for this freaking movie. So they'll be a pitch perfect perfect four. You watch. I'm sure of it. I would not doubt it, man. All right, that brings us to the final segment of the show, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This is where we call upon our good friend John Cena to ask Are you sure about that? About something that has been servicing rumors. And guys, we have a pretty huge one today. Really? Yeah, people and networks in the media have been saying that Keanu Reeves isn't an immortal vampire living off the blood of the young. But we kindly ask... Are you sure about that? (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed that. I know, I did. <laughs> and that brings us to a close. Close on the show today, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, Insomniacs, you can connect with the show and its hosts on Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. Again, that is CSWS Podcast. To never miss an episode, subscribe to the Bucket of Wind YouTube channel and follow us on Podbean at bucketofwind.podme.com. And now... Just this is newly breaking. We are on Google Play. We are on Google Check Play. Check out our wow. feed on Google Play. We love you, Android guys. We wanted to make sure you guys got it on your phone. So enjoy. No one left behind. No one's left behind. <laughs> Soon to iTunes. Soon to it's iTunes. Coming. We're working up to that slowly but surely. Let us guys know you're liking the video so far. You know, we are still pioneering a new territory. We're figuring things out. So your comments help us a lot in the production of that. That'll do it for us, Insomniacs. And remember, don't check under the bed. See you next week. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.